Hello a todos. Thank you for joining us. You're listening to the All in Translation podcast with Antonio Fortuna and myself, Lauren Logan. As promised, our guest today has found much success in their personal language learning journey. Today, Michael Medina is joining us to share his experience as a self-taught student of the French language and culture. Michael is my brother-in-law and I have been able to witness firsthand some of his journey and also been influenced by his experience. So Michael, how long have you been studying French? When did you become serious about it? Um, well, um, th- uh, first of all, I'd like to say thank you, I guess, for having me here. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say, I, th- I think it's it was probably around 2008. I'm not really sure how long ago that was. Um, but that's that's the year when I really started to become serious about French, I would say. So it seems like since then you've been very committed to learning. So I guess my next question would be, what are some of your passions that motivated you to start learning Parisian language and culture? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've always loved the way the French sounded and I always knew that one day maybe I would return to it, but I just didn't know when. And um, just when I, my, I started uh, working, you know, for my current school, and for some reason, I just went I went back to it and I just felt that uh, there was just a reason for me to do that. I'm not sure still why, but uh, I'm just very fascinated by French language and culture. Just, you know, mm-hmm. something that's, uh, that I've always been interested in. That's cool. You know, I started learning in high school from textbooks, which I'm now learning that a lot of what I learned from those textbooks is now outdated. But I'm yeah. gonna- you um how did you start learning did you did you start by buying up a bunch of textbooks or did yeah you- no not at all not at all i mean i i did buy you know what i i, I bought a sort of like a rosetta stone type um cd you know a cd-rom uh, program at costco's one time like that was when i first started out and it, it, it didn't help me as much as just listening to french and so i just decided to go on youtube and just kind of change all my subscriptions. Uh, so all my English speaking subscriptions on YouTube became French speaking subscriptions. And I just decided to just go ahead and just immerse myself and, and watch just French movies, listen to just French music, you know, and, and it just became such a, such a part of my existence <laughs> that that's all I was listening to at one point was French. And um, it just got to the point where it just clicked and I started to, to understand what they were saying and, and just felt uh, like a connection uh, to the French culture, you know? Yeah, even in my cooking, I'm sorry, because I, I, I love cooking Indian food, uh, but then I started to just, you know, learn about French cuisine and, and started to make my own macarons and stuff, you know? So it just became, you know, part of my my lifestyle you know even i became more french <laughs> more parisian <laughs> parisian more parisian yeah i think yeah. it's funny that you mentioned your youtube subscriptions changing is the first thing mm-hmm. yeah youtube is like a university <laughs> no. right it really is yeah so in my case I, I personally have an interest in learning spanish and i took my first international mission trip to panama in 2019 and i did a lot of what you just mentioned i started finding all kinds of YouTube videos and watching movies in, in Spanish and listening to music in Spanish and um, stuff like that. But I learned when I got to Panama that those were not enough, you know, short term. Those weren't, I guess I took more of a, a cramming approach to those, like just try to do it in the weeks leading up to the trip, but those weren't enough, which I learned when I got there. So, you know, 
for you, they've proven to be more effective in a long-term approach. So why do you feel these work better for you? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think anytime we try to like, um, you know, maybe force ourselves to, to study something really quickly, I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And with me, I think it was just the opposite. I said, you know, if, if, if I don't understand a single word in a year from now, it wouldn't matter. Um, I'm just gonna listen. And, you know, when you start to see someone and you start to look at them, uh, you know, speaking a language, there's so many clues in their bodies. There's so many, you know, thing like nuances in their face that tell you what they're saying, even if you don't know the language. And so those are the kind of things that I think your brain sort of kind of connects to. And I'm not a scientist, but I think you make, you know, there's something in your brain that kind of makes those connections. And, and after a while, when you see some, you know, uh, fr you hear a phrase enough, you're gonna say, oh, okay, that must mean this, you know? Uh, like c'est la même chose, right? In, in French, you hear that a lot, and it's just it's it's the same thing. That's that's what that phrase is about, you know. So anytime you hear somebody say c'est la même chose, c'est la même chose, you know, you you hear like it enough, and in that context, and you say, oh, that must mean like it's the same thing, you know. And nobody needs to tell you in English, you know. You just know it, you know. So real quick, I just wanted to give a quick background, Michael. You're a Cuban American, yes, right? Um, because he just threw out there that he loves That's, Indian food. He's just I know, uh, yeah, I'm all over. He's just place. a lover of, of of all cultures. That's true. Um, which is cool. And yeah. and Michael, although you've been successful, you know, uh, in your journey so far, you're still learning. I'm still uh, I'm still learning Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but your I mean, your yeah. learning approach is somewhat different from most. Yeah. Right? I know you expressed that you're not fluent in French. And that there are nuances in the yeah. language where things are misrepresented. Yeah. Uh, was there ever a time you knew how to translate your thoughts, but it didn't translate culturally? Yeah, I would say, yeah, that, that trip that we took to, to Canada, I think, you know, if uh, <laughs> since, since our listeners don't know, uh, we went to Montreal and uh, there was this lady that um, needed to, to have some clarification as to which line to go to because we were waiting outside of a restaurant and people started to make sort of two lines you know and i used that very same phrase say la même chose but <laughs> i didn't know all the little nuances and how to to let this woman know that i i just wanted her to like you know know that that these lines were just the same like you could go to one line you could go to the other line it doesn't matter so i said it so directly i just said you know it's the same thing so that's what it sounded like to her you know and uh, she got offended and I could see it in her face. And she said something that I didn't even know what she was saying. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounded very insensitive and I, and I knew it. And I knew I was missing all those little, you know, uh, it reminds me of like what Jesus said, like, you know, um, I'm here to fulfill every jot and tittle, you know, that the, the old English kind of thing of like every jot and tittle. Those jots and tittles are very important in any language. So you need to remember that. And, and, and it's not just about, you know, knowing how to say, where's the hotel? It's about having those little kind of things and, and like that, that finesse that the French have, you know? And in and, and any language, you'll, you'll have that, you know? Uh, but the French are very, very much like that, you know? And, and, and it's, easy, it's easy to offend uh, the French sometimes because we're so American sometimes. Our bluntness is, is what gets us in trouble. We don't know the, the finesse of the French yet, you know? 
And I, I think that's why, you know, some people say, well, the French hate us. The French don't hate us. They just, you know, can't get with our American vibes sometimes when we're just like in their face, you know. I'm sure situations like yeah. this can be discouraging or even intimidating yeah. in, the, in that moment. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, yeah, you continue to sharpen your fluency, uh, both in translating the language while connecting culturally. Has there ever been a time where you could use your French practically and it was effective? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember there was one time um, this gentleman was, was in church praying uh, in the front of the church and we had just gotten in and we saw them praying with him in a circle and and I was wondering who 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 is this man? You know, he looks like he's homeless. He looks like he's very desperate. And uh, we we went to the prayer circle, and lo and behold, he's starting to speak French to them. And I'm starting to pick up what he's saying. And and when he turns around and he sees me, I was able to you know introduce myself and and let him know that I speak a little bit of French and that I understand. And it turns out that he was essentially homeless at that point because he had gotten kicked out of his apartment and uh, he needed to get to the embassy of his country um, but that was like in Washington DC and he just didn't have any resources no money nothing you know and he he asked us you know Renee and I he asked us in French if we were able to take him maybe to a train station and translate the fact that he needed to get to this particular embassy so I mean we did we we got him we got him home and I you know I really felt like, you know, that was that was something important, you know? So, yeah, and and, and it's funny too, because when he when he got into the car, um, I put on I put on the radio and I happened to have my my iPhone attached, you know, to the radio, so it was playing my my iTunes and it was a French song. So he was so like I mean his whole countenance changed, you know. He was desperate in the church, you know, he was he was thinking like, you know, I, I don't know what, what I'm gonna do. And now, you know, all of a sudden, you know, he's he's listening to French music, and for some reason, he just relaxed, and he even put his hand, uh, you know, on my shoulder, and he was just like, "I just wanted to like let you know, like this means so much to me, you know." And it was such a touching moment, and that's I kind of felt a, a real connection and and purpose as to why I I even started learning the language, you know, because if the Lord could use us like that. You know to connect to others that's just just that's a beautiful thing it's important you know and clearly a textbook alone wouldn't be enough to prepare you for a real life situation like this you know it's yeah. you have to immerse yourself in the culture and put put it into practice and you have to have these 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 moments on the spot where you're put on the spot and you feel that pressure of like oh no like i gotta practice yeah. thing, you know and, and yeah. see what you what you remember, what you're able to use, and then that also will reveal to you what what else you need to, you know, maybe brush up on or study more. Yeah, that's more true. That's right. Attention to. Um, so, to yeah. listeners, if you know someone who's had success in learning a new language, let us know. We would love to have them on a future episode. And we'd also like to know what you thought of this episode. So leave a review and let us know what stuck out to you from today's interview. Before we leave, Michael, what's an example of something that needs to be updated from the textbook? I would say the, the fact that the French language has gotten so uh, urban, you know, and, and that's what the text, textbooks forget is the fact that there are so, so many young French speakers now and they're changing the language. I mean, the French are, you know, some some of the older French men and, and women are, are, are starting 
to really get frustrated at, at the language now because it's so colloquial, it's so street, like they call it, you know? And, but it's just a, a very, I love it. I love it. It's just a different dialect altogether. It kind of like, even when you say goodbye, you know, now you just hear, you know, young kids just say, you know, and, and it's just, it's so fast. And it's like, they just forgotten, like, and not that they've forgotten how to say it, but they just don't care to say the full, you know, goodbyes anymore. Or even like, you know, when they're texting each other in French, you know, it's so fast, it's so quick, you know, it's different, you know, than, than it used to be, you know? Uh, even the, the double negatives are gone, you know? Like, you don't have to say, je ne sais pas anymore, you know? Like, usually people just say, je sais pas. That means like, I don't know, you know, they don't have to, they don't even have to use the double negatives anymore, you know, even je suis, which means I am, is now shui. So if you know that, I think textbooks would, would be better off just saying, this is how people say it now, you know, in, in you know, 2021, you know, they say shui, they don't say je suis, you know, I, I think it helps. Uh, Michael, uh, we're coming to a close here. We just want to thank you for joining us on All in Translation podcast. Uh, Can you do us one last honor? Can you say goodbye to our listeners and thank them for listening to the episode? Sure. In in the Parisian, (laughs) most up-to-date Parisian way? Sure, I guess, right? For our uh, French-speaking audience, uh, I'd say uh, merci beaucoup uh, à tous uh, pour rester avec nous aujourd'hui et j'espère la même chose uh, pour la prochaine fois. Salut.